It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Hey, hey, you're not sounding 100%. Yeah, go to about 60 and we're there. (laughs) You know. Beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. And I hear Marie is still on hiatus. That's about, that's about the long and the short of it. Someday he'll be back and we will welcome with open arms. So with the introductions out of the way, oh, let's rage on. Oh, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform, or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a terrible movie rental and dare us to see it. And you know what? We'll watch it if it's played in cinemas anywhere. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Yes. One of us went to the movie theater. That was me. This last week. That was me. Not me, because I was sick. Oh, no. In fact, I'm still sick. That is terrible. And I was very excited to see one of these movies. The Steven Spielberg movie? (laughs) No, not that movie. Another movie. The Fablemans? Steven Spielberg? No. No? Not that one. Oh. I was like, oh probably going to be good because it's steven spielberg but it's not the most exciting thing because you know me any movie about things eating people yes is kind of my favorite genre oh there's some people eating going on in this one oh baby oh lots of it tell us all about it bones and all bones and all all right sir Bones and All is the story of Marin, played by Taylor Russell, a young lady who has an undeniable appetite for human flesh. She tries to push this craving down, but her hunger cannot be satiated with food from the grocery store. Only the sweet flesh of another human will do when that urge comes. This proves to be too much for her father to handle, so he abandons her to fend for herself. This is a launching point for this tale directed by Luca Gua... I was, knew I was going to mess up his name. <laughs> Luca <laughs> it's not an Gua- easy one. Oh, it's, it really isn't that hard, actually. Luca Guadagnino, who has hey, given man. us such gems in the past, such as A Bigger Splash, Call Me By Your Name, Suspira, which is one of the few remakes worth watching and his brilliant debut, I Am Love, which had Tilda Swinton, by the way, in it. Uh, with bones and all, he continues his string of amazing films. Marin, now on her own, soon encounters others with the same desire for human flesh. The first being a drifter known as Sully. Sully is played by Mark Rylance. 
and is a bit of an odd bird. Just like Marin, we as a viewer do not know quite what to make of old Sully. Is he trying to help? Does he have something else in mind? Well, I do not know Sully's motives. I do know that Mark Rylance has once again burned a character into my brain that will haunt me throughout the rest of my days. Rylance is once again amazing, and his presence elevates any movie that he is associated with. Not that this film needed his help, but it was all the better for having cast him in the role of the extremely creepy Sully. From here, we meet Lee, played by Timothy Chalamet, another cannibal who befriends Marin, and they go on a road trip full of violence and romance. During this trip, we get a welcome, welcome Michael Stuhlberg sighting, playing Jake, who tells them that the ultimate way to satisfy their hunger is to eat bones and all. Stuhlberg is in this for only a few minutes, but as usual, he utilizes every second of those few minutes to make an impact on the whole project with his amazing presence. The cinematography is beautiful throughout this haunting story with the music spot on as it always is in the case of the duo of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross who are at the helm of the score here. Man, do they just make movies better with their music. They're so, oh, so yeah. good. Uh, yes. Luca Guadagnino. I don't know why I can't say his name. It's not that hard. Luca Guadagnino has created another unforgettable film that will satiate those that are looking for some bloodlust, but will also satisfy those who are looking for an unconventional love story with none of the, the romantic tropes. Bones and All looks amazing with stunning visuals, has amazing performances, great music, and is perhaps the greatest cannibal love story ever told. Oh, and it's also an atmospheric triumph and a blood-soaked mondo. Oh, how was my how was my boy Timothy Chalamet in it? He was good, but you know, he's he's in there with two mesmerized guys right. by the way we can't have a mesmerized off because um he wasn't in it he wasn't in it long enough mark rylance was in it like a ton but uh he literally was in it for one scene and it was maybe three minutes so michael oh, stuhlbarg and he was amazing but i'm sorry there's just <laughs> if he ever does have to go head to head with mark rylance i don't think he's gonna win no matter what they're doing that yeah, is because mark rylance has taken out a lot of people Oh, he's so he's, good. <laughs> he's so good. I can't believe it took us so long to get him on the list. Yes. I don't know what we were thinking. But, uh, yeah, no, this this movie is worth checking out. I think you'll like it a lot. Um, as I say, there is a lot of, lot of uh, people eating, a lot of blood, and mm. all done very, very well. Um, this sounds tasty. Yeah. It's one of those really super gory movies that really isn't – it doesn't show – a bunch like they kind of show them getting into it and then the camera kind of goes away and focuses on some picture on the wall and it's it's one of those but you're still hearing the gnawing and there's still blood everywhere and it's so effective um and yeah, just so it's not gory it's yeah it's, it's just it's like just the gore's there but the yeah. the meat you know like the the the, the super gore fest you, you never get but you don't need it because it's just such a good story and I just watching Mark Rylance, you know, with, with his face just covered in blood, and and he's and he when he feeds, he like basically strips down. He's wearing like a tank top and and, a, and his underwear, and that's it. And he's got blood all the way down in front of his tank top, and it's just so oh good. God. It's oh man, you gotta watch this movie. You'll love it. Oh, I I will definitely see it. Yeah, imagine like his character in this by the sounds of things playing in something like oh i don't know the phantom of the open yeah <laughs> it's oh man he's got, he's got so much range he does and he's just oh i and he brings something different every time you see him on screen, and i know i'm talking a lot about mark rylance and the other two cats were great in this the two leads were fantastic but i'm sorry it's mark rylance and if he's in a movie i'm gonna probably focus on him because he's just so yep. good 
and he yeah. brings something different every time to the screen and it's like it's like there's nobody else would take this character and play him the way he does and i feel that about every movie he does other people would come in and probably do a great job but he comes in and makes every single character his own like he literally does it every time it's like no yeah. one else is going to play it that way and no. it's brilliant yeah, every time yeah every time yeah agreed so uh, yeah now about the movie i'm not as excited about so why don't you tell us about that little steven spielberg how can you not be excited about spielberg he made jaws you love jaws i know but he, then he made et et's great is, is it i think it is i love et have you seen have you seen it lately what was the last time you saw E.T.? you say i need to watch et i'm having like one of those nostalgia moments where i'm thinking back and <laughs> maybe thinking, hey, I mean, did i ever love et <laughs> watch it again like oh Ah, that's not the movie i remember <laughs> no I, I you know steven spielberg to me now is just one of those directors that he's just solid right it's like i never get excited about his films just because it's just you know it's just going to be a steven spielberg epic yeah the, but, well the, here's the thing though i i i like steven spielberg where when he dials it down when he's not making the stupid special effects extravaganza when he makes a, a movie like this um this is this is where i think he's really is strong he doesn't need to spend a billion dollars to make a movie not that he probably did anyway somehow but yeah but uh but he, you know this is a this was a more intimate story um so let's yeah. talk about it um yeah the fablemans is the latest project as mentioned from steven spielberg it is it is it's sort of an origin story of the filmmaker um as it's loosely based on his experiences in his younger days initially this distracted me from the film as i'm sitting there watching it and i'm wondering how accurate is that scene or did that really happen but soon i was able to immerse myself in the story that spielberg was telling me it is a story of conflict and marriage and parenting and siblings and life-changing choices and desire and and uh, power and what sacrifices have to be made for happiness and the fact that you know not making those sacrifices can lead to you know unhappiness and adultery and bullying and well he has a lot to say and he kind of crams it all into about two and a half hours and yet it didn't feel crammed i mean he was saying a lot but you know what kudos to spielberg he's such a good filmmaker that even though there is so much in this it didn't feel overwhelming as you know touching upon all that you'd think it would be a little overwhelming um the characters were all well defined and this was a very well made film with good performances and some powerful scenes judd hirsch nice to see judd hirsch just doing something wow judd yeah. hirsch shines as uncle boris uh, Michelle Williams and Paul Dano are excellent as Mitzi and Bert, which are Sammy's parents. Sammy is played by Gabriel LaBelle, which is sort of the, you know, the young Spielberg. He doesn't, you know, his name's not associated with any of it, but we all, you know, it's been covered enough that we know that this is a very personal story and that a lot of this actually is based in some reality. Um, even Seth Rogen was all right as Benny. He's okay. <laughs> I knew he could be okay. Ah, sometimes he's actually great, but uh, yeah, he he's was all right. Funny. Yeah. Um, it also has a fantastic scene at the end with David Lynch playing one of Spielberg's idols, director John Ford. Oh my God. Just watch the whole movie so you can get to this scene. This is one of my favorite. It's like three minutes in cinema history. Um, this alone almost made this a mondo. Oh my God. <laughs> David Lynch as John Ford. Wow. Is something to behold it. And it, it is, it is so good. It is so, on, so good. Scene was worth the price of admission alone. Um, the film starts by showing a young boy's obsession with recreating a scene from the greatest show on earth where a train crashes and derails. We then get to take the journey of how that turned into the start of a career in film. 
Um, it really is a compelling story. Spielberg still knows how to shoot a movie and he is able to take this personal story and show us through film the lessons that he learned over the years and the experiences that made him the man that he became. I like this film. I liked it a lot. That John Ford uh, scene almost made it Mondo. But it's still just a high meh. Really, really enjoyed it, though. Okay. So what do you think was lacking in it that didn't get it to the Mondo? I liked it a lot. And, and, there, and there, was, uh, there were a few scenes that are, like, that are so, so good. Like, I almost, I'm so close to making this Mondo. Like, it really is a really good film. There's not much that I can, that I can take out of it and go, no, you know, that, that doesn't make it Mondo. But sometimes you watch the whole movie and at the end of it, you're like, I really liked it. It was meh. Yeah. And you're yeah, not, because yeah. you if it's Mondo, it's got to be on a whole nother level. And it's close. And there are scenes that are on a whole nother level. But the overall feel of it, I'm still going, it's it's a high meh. I, I loved it. I didn't loved it, love it, love it. Oh, you know. Sounds like you more like you liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. A lot, a lot. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That's that. And oh, wow, th- this segment goes by so quickly when there's only one person talking. Yeah, I know, right? And I tell you, I agreed with everything he said. Yeah, I I did because I haven't seen the movies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tell you, uh, Steven Spielberg. So. Uh, Steven. From there, I don't even know if I've got any cuff music. Do I've got some cuff music somewhere? I don't know. Let's just play this music. Yeah, this Whatever. music's all right, I guess. Because we did, I did get to go to the cinemas before I got sick again. You did. Yeah, we went to see the tenth. I think this was the tenth annual. Yes, I believe Calgary it Underground Film Festival, Doc Fest. Yep, That took place in Calgary, Alberta, at the Globe Cinemas. And so for anybody that is in Alberta or in Calgary, make sure you put this on your calendar because uh, they're bringing docs in that that you just don't get to see. And some of these, anytime you get a chance to see a film festival, you should go and see, at least see one movie yep. to say that you've went. Because there's so much range that these festivals have and that uh, we just don't get the chance to see them very often. And everybody who's interested can go to calgaryundergroundfilm.org to see the list of films. So I I think maybe what made me sick was that I went to the movie theaters almost every day and I almost saw everything. (laughs) Yeah, you went went more than me. (laughs) Yeah, which is a rarity. So um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go first because I so what do we got our top three? Is that what we're doing here? Yep. Top three. Top three. So (laughs) just an asterisk here. I only saw four. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And one of them was dreadful. I hate to say it. Well, you won't tell anybody what that is. No. Because it's not going to make my top three either. No. Anyways. <laughs> but the, the other three docs I saw that were all quite enjoyable. Um, I'm, I'm going to rank them as I always do. Uh, my third favorite was King on Screen, which was just a look at those uh, that have adapted uh, the books of Stephen King over the over the uh, years into TV and movies. And uh, it was kind of bookended kind of weird um, with something with a, in a way that maybe didn't need to be done but uh the interviews were interesting and uh i enjoyed it a lot nice number two so, yes wait, was it a mondo or a meh uh king on screen was a meh all right number two mike mignola drawing monsters uh creator of hellboy is profiled what, what more do you need to know Went through, uh, we went through all his trials and tribulations to get to where he got. And, uh, fact that he kind of stuck to his guns and did what he wanted to do. And nobody was going to tell him any different. Um, really good. Uh, I'm going to say Mondo. I learned a lot in this doc, which is always, you know, thing you're looking for when you're 
going to a documentary. You want to come out of it a little smarter than when you went in. And I think I did, which is kind of scary because I'm pretty freaking brilliant to begin with. It goes without saying. Yes. And number one is Lynch Oz, which you didn't make it to, I don't think. No, I did not. Oh, sad. So yeah, I I just, I love this doc. It was so, 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 so good. It's such a weird, well, it's it's not a weird concept, but basically the whole documentary is about the influence of the Wizard of Oz on David Lynch's career. That is their premise. That is the what they're going with and they went with it and they i think they interviewed <laughs> six different uh, filmmakers oh, and wow. and they all kind of had their th- and they all it was almost like they all did kind of a video essay on why they thought there was this connection and and uh and what they saw in it and wh- where they saw the connections and it was just really interesting amazingly enough of the six the John Waters segment was the worst of them. And when I say what? worst, and when I say worst, it wasn't bad. It was very, very good. But it was actually the weakest link of these six. But whole movie was great, really worth watching. Um, and once again, I came out of it knowing a few things I didn't know before. So I uh, really enjoyed it, and it was super entertaining too. Well, and as a huge David Lynch fan, I'm sure you're just lynchgasming. The whole I tell, time, I, so. I, I got, I got so much Lynch. I didn't know I was going to get David Lynch in the Fablemans. And then all of a sudden he pops up at the end. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is so good. That scene. I still can't, you know what? Screw it. Fablemans is Mondo. Okay. There you go. You heard it here first folks. <laughs> Bryce changed the rating. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I, I can't stop it. That scene was so good. And you know what? You're right. You sat there and asked me the question, what didn't make it Mondo? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause it was, the whole movie was really good. Like fantastic. There you go. I mean, we know there's different levels of Mondo. There right? is. Like, it wouldn't. Yeah, there is. Cause we can, cause you, you can say, Oh, this is my favorite. Well, this was also an amazing movie, but it wasn't quite my favorite it's yeah well good good thank you david lynch for finally doing something right in my opinion <laughs> whatever you do no wrong <laughs> i yeah, still I can't believe you didn't like both. that short that he did where he interviews the monkey this is probably one of the most awful things i've oh, seen so good. and i've seen a lot of awful things so <sighs> Love um it. well here's my top three yes um and I actually and you, you saw like probably time. twice as many movies as I did, so yeah, yours probably is probably a more accurate top three. Because some of the some of the films that played, I also previewed, but um, I didn't actually rewatch them in cinemas because I already seen them, so I had some breaks in there. But um, my number one film actually is one that you didn't get to see which was The Color of Ink. Mm. Uh, This film is a beautiful journey through music, art, color, and a mad scientist intent on showing us how to find color and fascination in everything around us. This was funny, heartwarming, and an amazing film to experience. I I absolutely love this. As I was watching it, it was just like every, every single thing about it. And, you know, we had the... The director was there, so we got a Q&A with them as well. And it was it was just, it's a beautiful film. And um, it's an NFB film, so people should be able to pick it up pretty easy in Canada mm-hmm. and outside of Canada. I would not I would not doubt that this may not get mentioned for, for an Oscar, but for sure. This played Saturday afternoon, did it? trying to figure out why uh, I didn't. yeah i think yeah. it was i think it was saturday afternoon when you were working yeah i need to um, i need to quit this work yeah, sucks just go work to more movies like theaters need me to go to like me. yeah yeah i should work part-time but that's right the theaters definitely need a, me but now you have a giant mortgage so you'll be working forever oh, um yeah, so that was my number one i'm going the other way my number two yes was the mike mcnola drawing monsters that was so good um and being a huge Hellboy fan, I had a raging Hellboyner uh, this entire movie. Mike is funny, as is so boiner. many people in this film. Uh, the editing of this film, to me, after seeing this movie, I thought this was the best editing of any documentary. Yeah, you mentioned that after you saw it, yeah. Yeah, I was just, I just thought it was 
so brilliant. The segues were perfect. Yeah. Where they cut, where they didn't cut. If this doesn't win best documentary editing, I don't know what is. It was like, because I think we saw this one and then we saw another one right after. And, I, and that's when I turned to you again. And I was like, I was like, see, editing can be that bad. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, yeah. So, um, in in de, in, in Cuff's defense, by the way, that was the only bad movie. <laughs> it, it's gonna happen. There was one. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most. I mean, every single thing in these movies, even the one that we that wasn't a great doc in our opinion, yep. and it seemed like a lot of other people had that same opinion. Uh, there was still some things in that, that I took away. There was. Yeah, there was. I there actually was enjoyed some I was of glad it. Glad I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed a lot of it until. It, the bottom dropped out some of it so the yeah exactly so the last one was also was an alberta production yes and it was made with a short now the short was my number three because mm. it's a long short a long short it's, it's the goats of monosiglio monosiglio goats of monosiglio this is a short about goats and the people who farm them Mm-hmm. Felt a little bit like cow, which we saw earlier this year. Yep. But without all the death and torture of the animals. Oh, <laughs> I love because that I was a hard goats. watch, and man. These people, it was a very hard watch. I love goats, and these people seem to also. It was, it was fantastic. And then it went from that into another fantastic film, which was Living Without Menace. Of all the things, I am most proud of being an Albertan. Being rat free is at the top of the list. This film was funny and informative and historical and something that I think will be a film that every single person that lives in Alberta is probably going to see at some time or another. Because um, I think I think everybody will be as proud once they see this that we are rat free for years to come. This, right. it, it's It was very informative. It was just a fun ride. And um, it was short, like it was it was under an hour, but um, it, at, at times it felt like it was like um, um, a hinterlands, you know, those hinterland. Um, um, it's a Canadian thing. So if our U.S. friends are listening, they had used to have these shows on Saturday where they would basically uh, you're going into the hinterlands and it had this really cool, funky music and then you go out and see the animals and stuff. So, yeah, it was cool. And I learned a lot about rats. Who doesn't like that? There you go. Cool. And that's it. Right on. Those those were our, our winners of the the bunch. Yeah, sure. Bunch. sure. I like it. All right. So temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Taking over. Oh, sweet, 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 rage. I bet you can guess what my rage is this week. I didn't get to see the two movies you got to see. Oh. I didn't get to see people eating people on the big screen, which is my favorite thing to see on the big screen. Yeah. Is something so eating people. That's so fill sad. In, fill in the break of something with anything, and that's what I want to see, eating people. <laughs> people eating people. People eating people. Things eating people. Just people Monster. getting devoured. People getting devoured. It's my favorite thing to watch, and I, I got to miss it. So hopefully I'll be well enough to go see it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's my rage. Can't argue with that. I'd be mad about that too. Alright, at the risk of sounding a little bit redundant, 
I was the only person in the theater to watch Bones and All. How can quality movies like this continue to get made if no one goes to them? I am begging you all to go to the cinema to support film. Not big budget action extravaganzas, but actual film with heart and a story and interesting characters. If we're not careful, meaningful film will cease to exist. Not to mention the fact that if we do not go to to the movies, our movie theaters will also be a thing of the past. That is sad. That is my rage. Yeah, you know, um, I've got a comment on that because, you know, there is a there is a new trend with film, even in film critics, I from what I've been seeing on social media, and there's a lot of um, film critics that that would prefer not to go to the cinema, and I'm like, how can you call yourself a film critic? You're a, you're a video on demand critic. You're not yeah. a, a film critic because seeing a film actually that was one of the comments by the by the director of that um doc that that we had the uh at the at the festival he he's like he's like he was so happy to get invited because he wanted to see the his with film an audience in with an audience and on the big screen that's yep. the whole reason why he made the film yeah and so, you know and film has always been a communal event it it's there it brings people together of like mind of like you know and it's i don't know i we're just missing all that we're just and now i'm getting kind of you know beyond what we're talking about but as a society we just keep on separating further and further apart isolating more and it's it's all sad yeah well and to your point if if people aren't going back except to see those giant blockbusters those giant blockbusters alone aren't going to keep the cinemas alive and yeah and once yeah i agree and once you know and there's a there's a lot of uh directors of these big huge blockbusters that they they make those so that they can make their personal you know stories and their their little films and so that they can so they so they can make the stuff that they really want to make and that's sad it should be the other way around well, I just want to see Taco Watiti now still go back to making films like that. And that's and that's what the things that I sca- that I'm scared of cuz I, I does he have I don't even know what he's got on the horizon, but man, like is Taco Watiti ever going to make another film like Boy? I I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so I hope too, so. but I I, I I I just hope he doesn't that Marvel doesn't have him by the short and curly. So yeah. So, anyways. He's got a lot of stuff coming out like uh, last time I looked, there's like so many things yeah. that are coming out. He's got ten upcoming projects. <laughs> that's insane. Ten. Yeah, I, I don't know and that that's a good thing. I, maybe have one or two and make them really, really good. I don't. I, don't spread yourself too thin, dude. I know they're throwing money at you, but yeah. Well, <sighs> fingers crossed. Anyways, one of these, and I'm looking at the list. The only one that sounds like it might be is the Inkle. So we'll see. We shall. <laughs> All right. Anyways. That's a good rage. Yeah. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Finger fading. All right. I'm playing the well, music. I don't know if we got anything. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to listen to it. You know, it's just another reason to talk about Mark Rylance. Yes. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to, to talk about Mark. Talk, he just makes talk. me so happy when he's on the screen. Whether he's being like the most despicable human being on earth or the or the the greatest human being on earth is like it doesn't matter he's just awesome no matter what he's doing he's so good it's sometimes you don't even recognize him like in that that one he did you know the one where the world was ending one and he was that (laughs) the the, the, ah, what the hell oh (laughs) ah yeah don't look up yeah and don't look up. Like at first, I didn't even know it was him until it, it started going in. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Mark Ryan!" 
I I hated, 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 hated that movie. But I was in absolute bliss every single second he was on screen. And then yeah. he wasn't on screen and, and, and I was back at hating things. But I know you liked the movie <laughs> a lot better than I did. But. Yeah, I did. And Murray even loved it. So there you go. That made, yeah, there is a big mix, a mixed bag. Yes, there. but Mark you Rylance know, and, was and fantastic. The, we may sit off the lists until the new year, just with everything that's going to be happening over the holiday season. So if anybody's listening and they want us to take a look at our mesmerized list and give us a challenge. Uh, while we're over Christmas. Challenge. Challenge, y'all. All right. So that's it for the lists. <laughs> that's it. Well, I didn't see anything. Uh, didn't, didn't nothing. As I say, the, I mean, the only thing that we could have... The only thing we could have talked... Spielberg? Spielberg? Uh, yeah, I, what is he? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, why not? Because all of a sudden, I mean, he's got a Mondo that was a man. That's right. And, <laughs> it turned and into I have rated it. There you go. And I haven't rated it, so yeah. I mean, oh okay, yeah, let's quickly talk about Spielberg. Why not? Okay. What else are we gonna yeah, do? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, we got time. If you got time, um, I got time. Yeah, it's it's all I got is time. Um, and the first two I haven't seen, so he may get on he may get on the list because I haven't seen two of his movies. All right. Uh, and I can guarantee one of them is probably going to be a rage. So I can't remember. I'm never going to see it unless I'm dared to see it. I can't so remember. What did I rate it? Cause I saw it. You gave it a man. Okay. So then he's, then he's in business here. Okay. Let's start from the top. So yes. Fableman's Mondo. Oh, Fableman's. Yep. West side story. Meh. And then rare play ready player one, which was a man. So oh, well, that was, well, quick. That was short. That was <laughs> <quick>. <laughs> and then he did the post, which I think you also gave him man. Uh, so maybe he's yeah. the most, maybe he's now the most mad director. Most mad. Uh, maybe. So then he, before that he did uh, bridge of spies, which was man. Oh, bridge of spies uh, was Mondo. Okay. Well, I thought it was man. They did Lincoln, which was Mondo. Mondo. Warhorse, Mondo. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Here's going to be a crusher. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Rage. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> oh, what the bleepity blank, Spielberg? What? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. And that's what I oh, said. Well. You know what? When he makes some more personal films, when he makes the stuff that's a little more low key, I enjoy it so much more. Then he tries to make some stupid big budget extravaganza piece of garbage. And it's like, ugh. although having well, said that, Ready Player it. One was like so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I actually liked it. Yeah. So there, there you go. Yeah. But he, right. he now has to wait six more movies because. Yeah, well. Double, double math. Actually, seven. Because <laughs> Actually, seven. He's got to just wait seven. He's yeah, got time. Yeah, he's got time. He's only, what, like 70? I don't know. How old is he now? Yeah, he could go right into his Well, life, you so. know, I like then, then he'll fall into the Clint Eastwood syndrome. Boy, boy did that guy fall <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he did. So bad. <laughs> Anyways. Howdy, I'm Casey, the host of the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Are you curious about photography? Perhaps you run a creative-minded business? Then you'll want to tune into the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Episodes feature stimulating interviews and discussions, as well as a little bit of totally useless information. All set inside the frame of a science fiction comic book adventure. Yes, you heard that correctly. When I'm not providing entertaining and informative photography and business-related content, I'm going on adventures with the crew of the Starship Fibonacci. There's a sentient sullen spaceship, a sassy robot lady, a furball, and an android who does impressions. They're my hashtag nerdy photo crew. So what are you waiting for? Adventure awaits. Head over to nerdyphotographer.com or find the Nerdy Photographer Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Last week on Rage or Dare, Bryce pulled what can only be explained as a hot mess. 
You know, like a really, really, really bad pizza. When he pulled the 2007 rom-com, Everybody Wants to Be Italian. This week, Jim gets to test his fate with Death by High School Musical 3. Will he fish his death wish? Now, let's check in with Bryce and see if his hot Italian special will be as delicious for him as his dream vegan pizza with extra mushroom, no onion, and hot peppers would be. Or... You know what I'm guessing? I'm guessing it wasn't vegan at all. In fact, I think it was probably pretty cheesy. <laughs> Damn, I'm funny. What's this say? Insert shameless plug? Well, if you want to experience more of how funny I am, you can check out the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. But right now, back to the rage. Wow, he's getting a lot of airtime. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, yeah, he does. We pay him. We pay him in love and and hearts on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Instagram hearts. I don't even know what that means. Is that a he thing? He does. He gets he gets enough love from me. Right. And we're gonna before you jump into this Italian masterpiece. Uh-huh. Um, uh We're gonna get more Casey than they can stand because he's gonna be on our upcoming Krampus episode. Oh. So everybody, stay tuned for that because. You know, our Krampus episode is always our best of the year. Always. Yeah, it's usually all right. <laughs> it's going to be better now that Casey's here. No pressure. All right, all right so back to Rager Dare. Everybody wants to be Italian. Takes an unlikable lead actor and teams him with an unlikable lead actress and puts them in situations where the choices they make have no grounds in reality. Jake loves Isabel. Sorry. Jake loves Isabella. But she is married uh. she's married to Mario. Jake continues to harass Isabella to the point that in real life the police would get involved. But in this alternate universe, she leaves her husband to be with Jake, who is still dating a woman named Marissa who has fallen for Jake for what reason no one knows. Oh, and by the way, Jake and Marissa are Polish and Spanish, but are pretending to be Italian. For what reason no one knows. Oh, and Penny Marshall is in this as well. Yeah, that's right. For what reason no one knows. The stereotypes are piled one on top of the other, as well as the sexist behavior, which is unsuccessfully played for laughs that never come. Every attempted humor falls on its face. There is no one to root for or even find vaguely sympathetic. It is supposed to be a romantic comedy, yet it is devoid of romance, and there is not one funny line in the entire movie. As I watch this, occasionally I would ask myself the question, how could this be any worse? And every time the answer was that it couldn't be any worse. From the dialogue to the acting to the stereotypes to the sexism to the unlikable characters, this really could not be any worse. This was a dreadful 105 minutes. It was also a rage. Oh my freaking God, this was bad. It was... I... I... This was one of the worst. Like, <laughs> it just, and it kept on going on and on and on, and nothing was funny. And they're just, they're rapid firing the stuff that they're trying to, to be funny. But it's, I've never sat and watched a movie so with a deadpan look on my face, the, like for the entire 105 minutes. It was just like, but, what the, but when, what is going on? But, was there any pizza eating in it? Uh, I don't think there was. I don't think there was one pizza, which was weird because like most. every other stereotype was in there. Yeah. I don't even know. What, I don't know why these two were pre pretending to be Italian. I don't. What is going on? How is this a plot point? What? What? <laughs> it's not just a plot point. It was the name. It's of the, the movie. name of the movie. Everybody wants to be Italian. I guess it's because they. But they didn't want to be Italian. I didn't. What? What is going on? You're Polish. So what this, 
so what this should have been called is nobody wants to be Italian. What it should have been called is like, it should have been called anything because it shouldn't have been made. Oh. Ah, there we it go. should have been called no one should watch this movie ever. There we go. Uh, if I wasn't so sick, I'd be in so much joy. Yeah. Anyways, it was poopy. Ah, nice. All right. All right. So I don't even know what happens next. So he said, "Is it, are you plucking for my bag? Is that's what happened? That's what I thought I heard Casey say. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. yeah. Once again, you're gonna have high. to you're gonna have to trust me. Although I'm, look, I'm reaching I got, in. I got nothing. I got nothing in my hand. No tape. Yep, I trust right. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shake it around so we know that I don't have like I didn't go in before and like put the the cherry on top. And we that's are right. just going to. And there is. There is some cherries in there, I know. Oh, this this doesn't this does this piece of paper doesn't feel long enough to say high school musical on it. Hmm. But here we go. Oh, is I it hope a musical? I I hope I hope I wrote really small. It is a musical. I hope you can oh, I okay, think I think it. you can find it. It's called The Apple and it's from 1980. The Apple. The Apple. I've never from in my life heard of the Apple. It's called the Apple. It's from have 1980. You seen it? I have. have. You seen it? I well, I, I've seen part of it. I I did not see the whole thing. I was Is somewhere because- where someone was watching it, and I watched it for a few minutes, and I could not watch it anymore. Now, wow. having said that, that was when I was like 15, 16, so you know. It's saying that there's a possibility that I, yes, I will be able to see it on Tubi. Excellent. So stay tuned for that juicy nugget of (laughs) Apple. The Apple. nugget. Yes. I forgot that that was even in there, but as soon as I pulled it, I was like, oh, good. You know what? It's not High School Musical 3, but uh, why not? This this is almost as good. I'll take it. Well, you know. You know, I seem to pick a lot of musicals. That's that's just a thing. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Because oh. I hate them, oh. almost every single one. I can't. I, I can't I contain you, myself I I anymore. Yeah, go ahead. I could probably list ten musicals that I've seen in my lifetime that I thought were good. Really? Ten. Well, that's how many musicals have you the seen? The Wizard though? of Oz in there. The Wizard of Oz is. Yeah. I see. I see a lot of movies. I'll see it, even though yeah. it's a musical. But yeah, but you haven't seen the best musical of last year. Yeah, Cyrano. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I know you don't. It's fantastic. Because I don't like the story of Cyrano. It's, but it's Peter Dinklage doing Cyrano. Yeah. He takes it to a whole nother level, and he sings even better. Uh, well, I do love Peter. And Dinklage. I will say it one more time. The scene at the end of this movie where they're at war towards the end. It's not the very end where they're at war and there's a sacrifice that's made and it is and a song is sung. It is the most amazing. It's it blew me away. It almost brought me to tears and I don't I don't get brought to tears and I didn't get brought to tears, but I was close and it was it is. It is so good and so well done. There is, there is, yeah, we can still hear you. We, we still totally heard you hack and cough there. You might as well do it into the mic. <laughs> there we go. So, sickness. Anyways, Cyrano, some days. I, 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 I don't want to put it in the Rage or Dare because I guarantee you're going to like it. You're going to hate it for a while, and then it's going to grow on you, and you're going to go, oh, that was really good. It it takes a lot for me to see a musical and understand why they're actually singing. Yes. Because I never understand why they need to sing. If, if one of you the know songs what? They need to, with, they need to sing the so they could do that freaking scene uh, when they're at war. That's why they needed to sing, because that uh, is amazing. That I mean scene. in any musical. Like, I just don't understand. I know. I mean, The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music makes sense. She's in The Hills yeah. singing about the sound of music. Yes. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. 
But most movies, they're just like, I don't know. I'm walking into a shop and I'm eating a donut. And then, like, they're telling you the story of what's happening, but they're singing it. But so it makes no it. sense. So it's a little different. It's dumb. So I like it's it. It's dumb. Actually, I don't no. like there, There's not too many that I like either, but I like okay, a few. I think I, I think well, I like more than you do, apparently. Apparently. Yes. I, I'm thinking 10. I might have to go through a list of all That sounds like a lot. Because I'm uh, not sure that I like uh, 10. Well, and in the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess if you... Yeah, right, you got yeah. it. And that's a musical. It so. is. It is. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's classic. two. Yeah. Um, well, Sound of Music. Awesome. Yeah, that's three. Great movie. There's three there. We, I haven't even tried. You're not even Tommy. trying. So, Tommy. yeah, okay. Tommy... Ken Russell's music, like Tommy, yeah, hundred percent, fantastic. This Listomania, that's that's five right there. That's maybe that's it. Maybe there's only five. That's five off the top of your head. So maybe there's thirty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're just rambling on. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks, Senate Film Rage Family. You can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rage there. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see a terrible movie to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, my voice is going to give out. Please, please make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.